Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another week of The Balance. Well, it might not be morning for you, it's morning for me here. It's almost been two weeks since I recorded my first episode. So I really wanted to commit to you guys and let you know that I will be showing up in this space. But I think given that it's our busiest time of the year in my business itself, and also I am moving houses in 16 days from today, so... I was like, you know what, I cannot commit to doing this weekly at this point, but I am definitely committed to trying my best to get it done fortnightly. You'll hopefully have another episode from me before I move houses, but I think getting it done weekly will be a goal for 2022 and something that I definitely want to be working towards as well. So before we get into the nitty gritty of today's episode and start talking on our big topic, I wanted to do a quickly weekly high and low. So I start with my low, my weekly low this week. I have been feeling so drained the last two days. Thankfully today I woke up feeling 100% better realistically, but I think there's just a lot of stress in my life again. And I'm pretty sure I was talking about this last episode. I've been going through a bit of a wave and I think that everyone's got a little bit of a lockdown hangover, but I think I'm finally starting to catch a rhythm and catch my breath and get back on top of life, but I've really been lacking in my social side of my life. I've definitely been trying to repurpose that energy into, you know, cleaning our house we're moving into and trying to keep on top of my work projects, helping my sisters with their candle business. Um, You guys can find them at twinflames.au on Instagram. They actually just launched an amazing Christmas collection. Um, So yeah, there's plenty of little projects that I've got going on in my life, and I think that's why I'm sort of constantly feeling a little bit lacking at the moment but yesterday for me was super fulfilling yesterday was actually my weekly high I went and had a beautiful morning with my clients you know all of my appointments ran on time I did great work not to toot my own trumpet but yeah I had a really good day at work yesterday and then I came home and Connor was already home from work and we got to spend a little bit of time together And then we launched the girls' Christmas collection. I launched my 2022 bookings. Everything went off without a hitch, which is almost unheard of sometimes. Um, And then Connor and I went to the house and we ate takeaway on the floor and had a couple drinks and just were like scrubbing windows and doing all the fun things. So it was actually amazing in the sense to just have one beautiful good day. And I think that's why I've woken up feeling so regenerated today. So the topic of today is why quitting isn't failure. And I think that so many people are really quick to judge if someone quits something, if someone gives up on a side hustle, any of these things, I think people immediately assume it wasn't successful or it didn't do as well as they thought or the person didn't believe in their business or whatever it might be. But I really wanted to talk about how important quitting is sometimes. Like sometimes you just need to quit something, especially is it when it isn't wholeheartedly aligning with what you want in your life. And I definitely think the notion of quitting or giving up on something or changing careers or whatever is becoming so prominent, at least in Melbourne, Victoria, after having such long lockdowns. Now that we're going back to life, people are starting to realise that the years and years and years they've spent with a company are no longer serving the life that they want to create. And in a positive way, lockdown taught us so many things. It forced us to slow down, to reevaluate, to assess our lives, to have slow mornings, to cook more often, to walk in the middle of the day. And like many of us who never had this freedom in our usual nine to five working life, we now can't 
think or can't even imagine to commit to the working pattern that we once did. It seems unfathomable that we would have worked the way that we did and given all of our extra time and energy to work when we're now realizing, oh my goodness, there is actually so many hours in the day. And personally, this is something that I relate to on a really deep level. And if you listened to our last episode, you would have heard me talk briefly about how I used to work so freaking hard. And it probably came from a little bit of a people pleasing background. So when you're in the point of growing a business, you are saying yes to every opportunity. You're, you know, taking every client that you can get. You're working day and night on your Instagram and you know, making things up on Canva and doing all of these things. And you're really in this growth phase. You're doing everything you possibly can to get your business to boom. And you get so used to doing this that when it comes down to enjoying the success that you've created and saying no, it becomes really hard because you've almost developed this completely polar opposite mindset where it's, you know, you have to say yes to everything, saying yes is success, saying yes is how I grow. That when your books are full or when you are flat out with all of the jobs that you've got on your plate, you have to start saying no. And it almost feels really heartbreaking because you're like, wow, I'm giving up or I'm not doing enough or I need to do better because I can't say no. And it is something that people struggle with. And I think that this episode today also goes in a little bit with our boundaries episodes, but All in all, there's this massive disconnect between growing a business and settling a business and settling a life and basking in that success that you've created. So having that forced opportunity of slowing down in lockdown, I think really made people aware of how much time and freedom that we can really suck out of our life while still working. For me personally, I did create a lot in our first long lockdown, which was in 2020. I did an ebook. I launched a K Collective, which was my strip lashes. I was constantly creating makeup looks for Instagram. I was doing everything and still I wasn't working as hard as I was when I was actually in the salon working on my clients. So I think it became really prominent to how much time there is surrounding work and still getting work done. My sister who I live with, she is primary school teacher. So she had two live lessons a day a couple of things to get done here and there, but she was realizing that, you know, she had time to go for a walk in the morning or she could, you know, quickly whip up some good lunch in the middle of the day where you don't have that opportunity at school. She wasn't bombarded by kids of every minute of every hour of every day. She got a little bit of time to rest and relax. And I think that so many people really experienced this sense of freedom and peace and calmness with working from home because all of the external stresses of a usual working environment, obviously they weren't there, they couldn't be there. So now trying to go back to work, people do not want, you know, that extra hour commute to get to work or each way. And they don't want to work in an office with people that they don't like. They don't want to spend an extra 30 minutes in the morning doing their makeup. And all of these things are just adding to these unpaid, countless unpaid hours and stress that people really actually want to repurpose from themselves and to improve their personal lives. So to speak a little bit further on the K Collective, this was my heart and soul in our first lockdown. It was something that really kept me going. Um, Being used to being so busy all the time, I couldn't bear the thought of just sitting still and doing nothing. And I knew that this is something that I wanted to achieve and sitting in a really niche pocket market where I was and am a makeup artist and also a lash tech. I didn't see anything more fitting than a lash range, you know, strip lash range where 
I could provide that piece, that piece de resistance that ticks both boxes for both of my areas of expertise. So strip lashes, I was like, yeah, I was all over it. I dreamed of this brand. I went back and forth with so many samples, changed some things, tweaked some things. They were completely altered to me. It was not a case of just buying something and slapping my label on it. Like I see so many people doing. This was really a passion project for me. And I launched it in lockdown and it was literally everything I'd ever dreamed of. It was a freaking roaring success. And I remember after the first day of launch, I launched at nighttime. The next morning I got up and I was like, all right, let's get packing these orders. You know, I had my pretty tissue paper and the pretty pink parcel envelopes. I had everything that I needed and I was so excited about it. So I just like made my breakfast and went in and I started packing these orders and I was like, wow, this is taking me forever. Like I would pack say 10 at a time and then get into the next 10 and, you know, I would handwrite every card and write a really beautiful message because it did mean so much to me. And what I realized that day was, holy shit, there is so much work that goes on behind the scenes of this business or or managing this business. You know, it was one thing to design these strip lashes and launch them and run a campaign and, you know, get them known by the public. And it was a whole other ball game managing the back end. I literally spent eight hours in my first day packing orders. I was absolutely ruined. And I remember even that very first day being like, well, when I go back to work after lockdown, I do not know how I'll keep up with this, you know, and packing the orders, although it was a great thing for me and it really reminded me of how successful I could be, the act of packing orders was not something that I enjoyed doing. I didn't mind doing it a little bit, but when I picture my everyday working life, it is not doing the same repetitive task over and over and over and over and over, um, being locked in a room and all of these things. However, that does sound a little bit like being a lash tech, but we digress. <laughs> we continue. So yeah, that something for me already became really prominent that I was like, this is actually not how I want to spend my day-to-day life. So anyway, lockdown eventually ended and my life started returning to normal. I started with my clients to get, again. I went back to being able to socialize with my friends and yeah, life was what I considered to be our new normal. And I realized how much time and space that my little passion project was actually taking up. You know, I would go to work, do my clients all day, come home, plan content for the Kate Collective, take content, do my makeup so I could take photos for the Instagram. I would be packing orders, updating the website, doing all of these things. And I was like, this no longer feels aligned. This is not a passion project. It was draining me. It was taking too much. And the biggest point that I want to drive home is that It wasn't that I didn't love what I created. It wasn't that I wasn't successful. It was this whole thing. And in my mind, I couldn't get out of my own way. I was like, there is no way, there's absolutely no way that I can step away from this after all of the effort and energy energy that I put towards creating this. But I think the biggest thing that was standing in my way is that I didn't want the perceptions of other people to think that I flopped or that I didn't wholeheartedly believe in my brand or I was just trying to make money in lockdown. And that was my biggest thing that I was so concerned with how other people would see me giving up or quitting that I just didn't want to do it. So I continued like this for a little while doing both my lashes, um, my selling my strip lashes and working in my business as a beauty therapist. And I was like, 
struggling, absolutely struggling. I couldn't keep, you know, my lashes in stock. So I'm constantly going back and forth with new manufacturers. And then sometimes you do get faulty batches. You have to test everything before it goes out. And then it's, you know, back and forth with them. You know, these aren't up to standard or whatever it might be, or if the stock's wrong or whatever. And there was just so much time and energy that really went into keeping this business afloat. And I couldn't keep up anymore. And I was like, okay, well, something has to change. Like, I don't know what it is, but something has to change. And then I came across this quote and it really changed my perspective. Sometimes you have to quit to win. I realized that I actually wanted to redirect my energy in my business and in my personal life away from a behind the scenes perspective. Like it was great having something where I didn't need to be face to face with clients all the time. It wasn't really dependent on like set appointment times. It was flexible. I could do whatever I could pack this whenever I could post whenever. But what I realized is that I really wanted to redirect my energy into actually training and training is a huge huge prospect of my business. You know, I train people to be amazing lash artists and brow techs and all of those things. Like people are getting 10 out of 10 training. They're getting one-on-one personal, really intuitive training when they come with me. And I knew that this is something that I wanted to grow in my business because I had had such incredible feedback from it. So I was like, okay, well, the energy to go into this has to be, has to come from somewhere and I'm not taking it out of my personal life yet again because I had already fallen into the trap of that for so many years um, in my early business and I knew that it had to come from the place that I was least aligned and logically it was the K Collective. This was the least aligned with the life that I'm trying to create and whenever I'm thinking do I want to do this? It's okay. Well, what life do you want to live? Do I want to sit inside all day, every day and not talk to someone? Absolutely not. That's not for me. You guys would know if you know me personally, even just like the fact that I have a podcast, you would know that I love talking and I love interacting. So for me, packing orders in a room by myself, not engaging with anyone was, yeah, mind numbing. It was just not what I wanted. And I was like, okay, well, this has to go and we have to get rid of it. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see other businesses and my previous self doing is not allowing themselves the time and the space to grow. So we get so caught up on success and often like chasing money and booking in and like, you know, you get obsessed with the idea of revenue and how much money you can make if you book in X amount of clients a week, that they are so completely and utterly booked out that they don't, they don't have any room to expand they are absolutely packed to the rafters and they become stagnant because they don't have time to post on social media or keep people up to date or any of these things. And, you know, in life, obviously there are natural ebbs and flows. We're going to have times where we're super booming and busy. And for me, that feels like where I'm at right now. I don't have as much time to be creative and, you know, really work on passion projects and things like that. But it becomes a point where if this is your usual working life, you are limiting yourself because you're not allowing yourself room to grow. You don't have any time to dedicate dedicate towards extra trainings or creating or doing anything, engaging in your business, starting something new, trying something new. All of these things that are going to keep propelling you forward, you have cut yourself off at the legs or whatever the saying is, and you can't keep going forward. You do not have the room. And at every new step in your business, you can either evolve or remain. You have those options and so many people choose to remain because they forget that there's another option. 
they're stuck in that mindset of, I've got to say, yes, I've got to book all my clients and I can't let them down. I need the money. Where will my money come from? And it comes from such a scarcity mindset that we're not willing to take that leap of faith like we once did when getting into our business. We get scared because we get comfortable and we don't want to take this leap of faith and see how successful we could really be because with anything, there is a chance of failure. Of course there is. So quitting sometimes or restricting where you're already succeeding feels counterintuitive. You're like, well, I don't want to do that because what if I try this new thing and it's a massive flop? And it is definitely not easy to quit something. It takes courage to make the decision in the first place to be like, okay, well, we're giving up on this and we're moving in a new direction and committing to what you want next as well. That's scary. And it really like ruffles up your feathers and you get all hot and tense and you're like, oh, this is crazy. What am I doing? But sometimes this is the only way you can win. If you are full up, completely jam-packed with the same things, you don't have any room to grow. You can't go up because it's a fool. Like there's nowhere to go. There's actually quite a large body of research that shows perseverance can actually have a harmful downside, meaning that people can sometimes persist even when they have nothing to gain because they don't know how to let go and they don't know how to move forward. And they just keep going after this stagnant goal that they potentially already achieved. But because they don't know how to detach from once was for what will be, they just become stuck in this middle ground. And ultimately, it becomes quite unfulfilling. So while it might be valuable to persist in rewarding tasks and things that we've done for a while, things we know we gain from, people who don't quit often will usually continue with worthless tasks that are both uninteresting and unrewarding and wasting their time and talents. They're stuck in these places where the work that they're doing isn't contributing to their future anymore. It's just contributing to getting the cogs going in their life and continuing exactly as they are in place. And they are no longer growing. They are just where they are. So when it came the time to give up on the K Collective, I sold all of my stock super cheap on my Instagram stories. I was like, hey guys, who wants a $5, $10 pair of eyelashes? Um, because I did have so much stock on hand, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to focus on the money aspect of it. I didn't want to think, wow, I've poured so much money into this and I've let it flop because that simply wasn't what it was to me. I was now redirecting this energy into something bigger and better. And for me, the biggest sort of like aha moment, like something that I'm feeling really aligned and happy about is the fact that I actually repurposed my K Collective Instagram for this podcast page because I knew that my audience was already there and I'd built an audience that cared about these topics because most of them did come from my beauty page. But I was like, no, I have built this platform and I want to redirect this energy. And for me, there was no better, you know, physical sign to the universe saying, okay, well, this is where I'm getting that energy from. I am repurposing that energy and that fire that I had for the K Collective for this exact purpose, because For me, in this podcast, I can help people and I can show people the way and help people see things a little bit differently because that's what I've always wished that I had. I have never had someone guide me in this beauty industry, not even business-wise. Like I've never had someone say, oh, this is how you do tax or whatever. Everything that I've gotten to this point, I have had to do for myself. And it just adds this massive, overwhelming stress that I don't think needs to be necessary. So for me, 
this was so much more aligned and it coincides with my want to train people and really help them out in their journey in this industry because I know how successful that you can be and how easy it can be to achieve success when you know what you're doing. So the podcast plus the training, I was like, yup, this is where we're going next. And even to this day, I still have people asking, oh, are you still doing your eyelashes? You know, do you have any for sale at the moment? Where's your website gone? And I'm, it feels still a little bit awkward to be like, oh, I gave up on that. Um, and I did. I gave up on that. I chose otherwise for my life. And I know immediately that people are going to think, wow, she mustn't have been doing too well. And I see this all the time when people choose otherwise for their life, they immediately think that there's a problem or something's gone wrong along the lines. For me at the moment, what I'm trying to do is really trying to give as much time and energy to training days and student training days, as opposed to just my usual clients. And I think that obviously if I don't have as many appointments open for regular clients, they're going to go elsewhere. I know that I understand that, but what I think with that or goes with that is that other businesses are going to be like, oh, a lot of Kaylee's clients are coming here. You know, she mustn't be doing too well. They mustn't be happy when realistically that's simply not the case. And you just need to get out of your own way. You cannot please everyone. You cannot tick all the boxes. And if you are constantly focused on what other people are thinking of you, you are never going to try something new because you're going to be so scared of what other people are thinking. So if today's episode has been anything, I really want to encourage you to look at your life and assess the tasks that you do every day that, you know, give you energy and give you high vibes and the opposite, the things that are giving you low vibes and things that we potentially might want to get rid of. I know that this isn't necessarily always applicable to working life, but say for instance, you've got a friend that drains you every time you're around them, but you hang out with them all the time because they're available. You can make room in your life for better friends by seeing this friend less. If you are constantly drained, but letting them encapsulate and take over all of your free time, how do you ever expect yourself to meet a better friend or to work on yourself so that you can be a better friend? All of these things, you need to make the room to grow in your life. And this is a massive also law of attraction thing. If there is no space for you to attract new abundance and new things into your life, you will simply, simply, you will simply remain and you cannot evolve. For me, a little bit of a discourse, a little bit of a sidetrack, but at the moment I noticed that when I was overworked, I cared a lot less about how I physically showed up, not emotionally or psychologically. I still did amazing work, but I look at photos from me when I was so overworked and you could see my hair needed to be washed. I didn't have any makeup on, not that that's a be all and end all for me at the moment anyway, but I would dress not poorly, but you just could tell that I wasn't happy with how I was showing up. You know, I was never fake tanned and all of these things, never had my nails done. All of the things that make me feel better about myself, that's where that energy was coming from. I was giving more and more and more of myself to my clients, but ultimately that energy came from my personal pool. So at the moment, for me, I am taking back, I'm digging my heels in and I'm saying, no, I will always get my nails done. I'll get my facials done. I'll do all of those things. And this week I actually cleared out my wardrobe from all clothes that felt attached to that feeling. And I know that sounds a little bit woo-woo to some people, but when I looked at this and I pictured myself wearing it, I'm thinking, am I putting this on and feeling amazing and feeling really cute in my outfit or am I just putting this on to chuck something on and then go to work? 
you cannot have, I can't have an amazing wardrobe. Physically, I can't have an amazing wardrobe if it is full up with all of my other stuff. If I can't get a new piece of clothing in there, then how am I ever expected to change that? And that is absolutely the same way that this works in every aspect of your life. So have a sit, have a think, really consider where we can redirect some of our energy and the fact that quitting is not failure. And before you click off on this podcast thinking, oh, well, she's wrapping it up, best I get going, I don't care about the last one minute what she's got to say, hold your damn horses, all right? If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or if you have Apple Podcasts on your phone, please, please, please take five seconds, it's literally so quick, just click the five stars. Even just clicking five stars, you can rate me as many times as you want. I'm not sure the limits on like if you can only do it once or day a day, but every time you hear this podcast, it would mean the absolute friggin' world if you could write a review or even just at the bare minimum, click that five stars. Because what that does to me is say to the algorithm, wow, people are really enjoying this podcast and we're going to organically show it to more people. So be a part of my dream and make this work for me. But otherwise, I will see you guys in probably about two weeks time before I move houses. Have the most amazing day.